Hey, and welcome back to Giovanni and Giulia's Movies and More, where I talk about movies and more. All right, everyone, welcome back to the show. Today, I'm here to talk about a really interesting and surprisingly good movie starring Eddie Murphy. Um, this is, of course, Beverly Hills Cop. Uh, this follows a freewheeling Detroit cop pursuing a murder investigation who finds himself dealing with the very different culture of Beverly Hills. This movie has a fascinating origin story, genuinely. There's a lot of disagreement as to where the idea came from between uh, producers. There were tons of drafts of the screenplay, like a ridiculous amount. There was um, a point where Mickey Rourke was signed on to play uh, Axel Foley until contract negotiations uh, ran too long and he stepped away from the project. There was a point where Sylvester Stallone was signed on, which gave the project um, the momentum that it needed to start to edge towards production. However, he decided that he wanted to take it upon himself to do a page one rewrite of the script, which completely removed all the humorous elements and the fish out of water stuff that had initially made the idea so good. Um, eventually after like a ton of disagreements between him and producers and the director, it became clear that neither party was really going to get what they wanted out of this relationship. So Stallone parted ways, leaving, uh, very little time before production was actually supposed to start, uh, to get a new star. And a, another rewrite was commissioned to, um, to add all that humor back in. And eventually, actually, a lot of Stallone's ideas from that movie became Cobra, which he made uh, a couple years later. So if you've seen that movie, you've sort of seen what his version of Beverly Hills Cop might have been. Uh, anyway, so this leaves them very, very little time to find a new star. They kind of do a snap decision. Hey, put it out to Eddie Murphy. He accepts. So they have their star. But now they have a, another, uh, another rewrite of a script that's already been rewritten like a crazy amount of times and it's changing it from a straight action movie to a action comedy and this was just a problem that plagued the production like the whole time there was multiple different drafts as it was going there was a lot of improv there's a moment in the police station where one of the officers is literally holding a copy of the script in his hands because there were so many rewrites and there was so much to keep track of and so much to keep up with so there were a lot of points where you know, these jokes and these moments aren't even in the script. It's just improvised to try to better what was already there. And it's insane to me that after all of that and those years of negotiation and different stars and different scripts, that this movie even works at all. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't think it's great. I was uh, I was into it. I was entertained. I think there's a lot of stuff about it that is really good. There is a lot of stuff about it that could be definitely improved. But like I said, given the situation, it is a miracle that this movie is good on any level. So let's start with, with what I think makes it... Uh, like what makes it good honestly the linchpin of this whole movie is eddie murphy he is doing an amazing job in this movie and i think that working with this director was very good for him especially at this point in his, in his career it's 84 he's very young and he has a particular shtick he is um known for jokes about poops uh about penises um about like just gross stuff like he's known for those kind of sets and those kind of bits and this director was one who encouraged him to go beyond the dick joke go beyond the shit joke. like he would be the one who would push him to get a deeper laugh from something else and you can tell in a lot of other movies that he made especially around this time including some of the sequels i've heard i haven't seen them but i've heard this discussed that those were directors who didn't know how to coach eddie 
Eddie Murphy into doing better, stronger jokes. And so it just kind of falls back to more of his traditional humor, which obviously he's Eddie Murphy. It's still going to be funny, but this is a different style of humor. And it's also a much more reserved performance for Eddie Murphy. I don't think I've ever seen a movie where he's this calm and even keeled. He's kind of got a loud, bolsterous persona. Like he is, uh, you know, he's a very he's a very big performer. Like he really commands the screen and that tends to be through like loud and hyper energized characters, which you get a little bit, a little bit of in this movie, depending on the scenario. Um, like the customization character is kind of how he plays a lot of the entire movies of certain of his other projects. But in this, he's, he's much more quiet and calmed and reserved. His humor is sort of like more laid back, more mellow. Uh, he delivers it quieter than he would in other movies. Like it was really impressive. I've never seen Eddie Murphy act like that in any movie. And that was one of the things that took me, uh, that took me aback. I, I noticed that almost right away that he is giving a really, really good performance in this. And he's definitely holding this together. I think if you throw another actor in this, it, it honestly, it's, it does not become the movie that it goes on to become. It doesn't make as much money as this movie did back in 84. And it doesn't have the legacy that it does now. There are a lot of other good aspects of this movie, though. I think in Detroit, um, the the characters there that you spend a very brief time with are all really good. I think that his dynamic with his friend Mikey is really good. They do a good job of making you care about that character and his relationship to Axel in a very short amount of time, which is important because that's kind of the crux of the whole movie. That's what gets the plot in motion is his murder. And then once you get to Beverly Hills, I think they do a really good job of, of introducing you to some memorable, funny characters as well. Uh, Serge, the uh, the guy uh, at the at the museum or whatever that is, the art um, dealership. I don't know what to call that, but whatever that is, gallery, gallery. It's an art gallery. That's what I meant. Um, that that guy is really memorable. Um, Rosewood and Taggart are really memorable. Judge Reinhold is really really good in this movie. Um, the the stuff that they they do with Eddie Murphy, like the way they play off each other that whole time, uh, where he's trying to make up the super cop speech, and then they completely just deny it, and they're like, "Yeah, here's what actually happened," and um, and he's like, "I'm trying to figure you out yet." or trying to figure out i haven't yet <laughs> like that whole that whole thing that's really good they um they definitely carry this movie like they play off each other very very well i think where this movie really is lacking is the villain the action and the love interest there are certain lines between uh axel and i guess her name is jenny apparently i'm just now finding that out because honestly the movie does not care about her and uh i didn't really either she sort of pops in and out um she isn't like a like a super memorable character i think her and eddie murphy have good chemistry like they play off each other well a lot of their lines back and forth are admittedly pretty good but in general, they they don't have like a very strong or well developed relationship. Which, like I said before, with a script this, you know, in in this much of like shambles, it's a miracle that they that there are any good lines at all. That I'm complimenting any of this at all. But it does remain that that's kind of a relationship that is lacking. I think uh, the action also is abysmal. Uh, the the truck chase in the beginning is probably the best that it gets. It's it's pretty good, but it's not great. It gets boring after a while, I think. And the shootout at the end was one of the most boring 
action sequences and climaxes I've ever seen in a film. It was just like, okay, we're going to put a line of squibs in the ground and it's going to go, and then they're going to die behind a thing and like cover. And then they're going to go, and then that's like the whole action scene is just that. And it was terrible. It was so boring. It was such a weak finish for this movie, which had been pretty good up to that point some of the worst shots from any henchman I've ever seen. And then they go out like complete idiots when a bunch of people with shotguns from like 50 yards away are like, all right, put them up. And it's like, um, I have a machine gun. You have a shotgun, which is not, uh, which is a close up weapon. Like we win this fight pretty easily just by spraying, but whatever. Um, they clearly weren't hitting anything before. So why start now? Uh, but yeah, that was so boring and disappointing. And so is the villain, to be honest with you. He is vaguely Eastern European doing drugs and bonds or whatever. It's like, it's so vague and so boring. Like, he doesn't have any memorable scenes or lines. He's not, like, cool in any way. There's nothing distinct about him. He's just, like, a, a well-dressed European man who gets angry and whatever. Like, it's... It's dumb, and that was definitely disappointing for me. I think that made some of the la- the the later parts in the movie uh, pretty pretty dull, which is unfortunate because there's a lot of moments in this movie that are really entertaining, like and really memorable. The the uh, banana and the tailpipe thing, the room service thing, the stuff about the robes. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of memorable and funny lines. Uh, I said before about the customs agent, all that is really uh, is really cool and and really funny, but then. When it comes to the action or the villain, like all that stuff, it just completely shuts down. Like the movie just completely loses all its momentum and screeches to a halt, which is really disappointing because it could have been really cool and it just wasn't. But as I keep going back to, it is a miracle this movie worked for me at all, given the circumstances that it was made under. So you gotta kinda take the good with the bad and understand and appreciate how much stress they must have been under to even like make this passable. And I said before about how much money it made. You don't even know. This movie made stupid money in in 84. And that tie-in song was everywhere. Like, it's crazy. This was definitely one of Eddie Murphy's biggest films. And it was, like, right out of the gate. So, yeah. Um, I definitely enjoyed this movie and i would watch it again but i said before about some of the things i think are lacking there is really a lot of good stuff i think the co- the, the title is kind of weird it's like at never at any point does he ever become a beverly hills cop he's always kind of the same detroit cop as he was there like um he's never like vain or materialistic or like anything he never like plays it by the book which is what they try to keep telling you over and over again is what they do he just stays the same so that's kind of a weird thing and he's also not a cop in beverly hills he's a cop in detroit so yeah i thought that was kind of weird but anyway that's a total nitpick this is a pretty uh pretty good movie i'd recommend you check it out it's not one of my favorites from the 80s. It's not one of my favorite Eddie Murphy movies, but it is pretty entertaining for what it is. So I would say it's worth a shot once, see if you like it, but it doesn't come like super highly recommended. All right. If you enjoy this, oh, wait, whoa, Gratefuls, 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 my bad. Jeez. Uh, um, I am grateful for spring break. It is spring break from all my college classes, which I've been taking online. So I don't have anything to do this week and it couldn't be better timing because it's going to be amazing weather. And I'm really excited about that. So I'm grateful that that has happened and like fallen in such a perfect way. Um, all right. 
If you enjoyed the show and you want to give it some love, please rate and review wherever you get your five wherever you get your podcast. Five stars would be super helpful. And while you're there, please consider subscribing so you never miss an episode. Uh, if you have somebody in your life who you think would enjoy the show, please send them my way. I'd love to have them. Word of mouth is one of the best ways to spread the word about this show. And uh, if you want to find links to contact me, links to all the episodes that have come out so far, and um, links to, to buy my clothing, and a whole lot more, you can find all of that at moviesandmorepod.com, uh, which is linked in the show notes below. And then if you... Um, yeah, I guess whatever. I don't know. I'm I'm distracted. <laughs> um, yeah, what was I saying? Yeah. Um, thank you if you've done all that, and thank you in advance if you're going to. But in the meantime, thank you as always for listening. That's the most important thing that you do for me. Um, yeah. Until next time, I got thrown out a window. Peace. <laughs>